0: Welcome to Merrickville. Host Grand Final Blues. We've all got them. We're all back oh. at work today. It's Tuesday. Lawrence Mooney with me. Welcome back, Laws.
1: It's very nice to be back. An all-Melbourne Grand Final clean sweep. Uh, Melbourne yes. Storm. Yes. That, gee, that, they... They said goodbye just, to some champions, didn't they? Cooper Cronk, and the best man's man in the world.
0: So dominant. Such an incredible mm. game. Unless, of course, you're a Cowboys supporter, in which case you just gave up at about half time. But that's not the point. Point is, footy's over. We've got cricket Finally. to look forward to. It just rolls Bring from on one thing into the next. There we go. That's we right.
1: Can... Any distraction away from the fact that that we're on a planet that's burning.
0: Uh. <laughs> a lot of blokes out there just going, I'm in an unhappy marriage. Bring on cricket. <laughs> it's not far away, fellas. It's hanging there. Just a few more weeks. Stay with us. Lawrence Mooney and I will keep you entertained until then. <laughs> well, it's a bit of a local story today. <laughs> this is a cracker. There is a feral pig on the loose in Penrith. Um, it's in the local area. Reed, <laughs> yes. I
1: can do a feral pig
0: yeah you can you can do it very well in fact mm. it's a little bit like it's always ha- his ears. yeah
1: it's always handy to have the the, the feral pig noise mm. if you're going to be <laughs> trussed up by a bunch of inbreds in the mountain somewhere because oh, if yeah. they say if they say squeal like a pig you better be able to Oh, <laughs> you
0: want you want to do that and you want to do it
1: promptly too <laughs> That's yes. it. Is Bing that good, guys? Can we get some, we get some banjo Sorry. playing?
2: <laughs> 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 Sorry, Loz, just quickly, what's the other circumstance where it's handy? Uh,
1: when uh, when you're, you're doing at... a bit of cosplay uh, <laughs> in the bedroom. Okay. You come in and you say, I'm, a, no, oh, no, yeah, I'm no. a razorback. I'm a razorback, <laughs>
0: Lulu. And she goes,
1: get no, away not. from me. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah. No, you have not.
0: You've got, you've got one tusk mm-hmm. and it's downstairs. No.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're not a razorback. You're just a simple porker, mate. And... Uh, <laughs> Now whack this apple in your you're, mouth and shut up.
0: You're baking me sick. Bam! It's good to be back. Oh, it's great to be back. So a right. feral pig has shocked uh, motorists after being seen in suburban Penrith. Uh, it was on River Road before being spotted again later. Uh, it was also spotted on Mongoa Road as well. And I know what a lot of people are saying right now, particularly people in the show, go... Not the first time there's been a feral pig on the streets of Penrith. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, of course.
0: That I wasn't like MG how MG running sports. around naked. Wasn't
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> he is
2: After on a break? The He's on a break.
0: It was around about the NRL Grand Final. <laughs> <laughs> it may be MG. Um, look, it's an interesting thing where you see a pig out in the streets and you don't know what to do. Um The authorities have said the best thing to do would to be to keep away from the feral pig. Uh, and to give local land services a call straight away, which of course is code for shoot it yourself.
1: <laughs> shoot it yourself, Glenn McGrath. Um, can wait, I, don't can panic, I just get wait a, till
3: Glenn
0: arrives?
1: Can I get a little bit of a clarification? What's the difference between a feral pig and a bush pig?
0: Well, <laughs> there's a pig. I think, I think. I think. one of them. I think one of them buys it close from Target. <laughs> And the other know. one's a feral pig. <laughs> and the uh, other one goes to Tamworth Music Festival. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, we're just uh, being rude now. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah, all right, this boar. So... Uh, <laughs> There's a giant feral boar in Penner, for God's sake. It's in the city. What's next? You're going to see it Maybe. on an O-bike. That's what's going to happen. We're going to see a pig on a yellow bike riding around and then dumping it in a river somewhere.
1: I love just seeing animals out of context. Love Once it. I was getting on a tram in uh, in St Kilda and the doors opened and a dog got off. <laughs> got like off? It knew, when it were, like it had been on a tram it had gone into town, gone and done whatever it needed to do. Uh <laughs> Busk or beg or bought some toes you know, at clothes at Target. Go some crossway. Go to Crossways and get a three dollar feed. Uh, and then come, limitless options went, for a dog. It was just coming home, and uh, it got off like it knew exactly what it was doing.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. Well, I, I love. Um, we did call Let's open up a call one triple three five three. If you've seen an animal out of context, there's nothing like people with small minds like me. Mm. are so amused by seeing animals out of context. Like, if you see an animal that is is somewhere that it shouldn't be, it does your mind. When I was at um, high school, we had a Labrador run into our classroom. I I nearly had a mental breakdown. Yeah, Like, I mean, I was just in hysterics. I was on the floor, just losing my mind, because there was a dog (laughs) had come into our demountable, and we just started licking people, and we just went, this is the greatest Mm. moment of all time. There's a Labrador in the freaking classroom. When an
1: animal comes to school, it's great.
0: Yeah, I've got another uh, one. I was on a plane once, lost where uh, I was flying to um, Lombok from Bali when I was a young bloke. And we're on like, one of those crappy little uh, commuter aircraft, like a propeller plane mm-hmm. in Indonesia. So, you know, it's tops quality. And yep. I'm looking at the window and in between the two pieces of glass there, where you'd normally just have air, there was <laughs> a gecko <laughs> licking its freaking eyes. <laughs> That's great. Just all tongue. You know,
1: Gecko its... Airlines. Oh, just There's one in every window. That... I was in a park once and a guy had his python out. But, uh... okay. well
0: <laughs> 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 it's not even 20 past three or oh, four. Our clocks haven't been corrected. How funny is that? Well, don't triple M. It's 20 past four. Whatever. Was one, tame,
1: it was pretty
0: tame, though. Okay, one, two, tr- <laughs> three, five, three. <laughs> And he feed it a rat? When have you seen an animal out of context? <laughs> one, triple, three, five, three. And neck. Neck. Okay. <laughs> Taking your calls on one, triple, three, five, three. But when you've seen an animal out of context, because it always does my head in when you see, you know, you don't expect to see an animal in a certain situation. There's currently a razorback pig getting around Penrith. <laughs> What a conflict if it goes down to Panthers and the Panther sees it. Oh, that's not a good time for the ball. Mm. That's going to get eaten. I saw a border collie just get off a boat at Church Point, up on the Northern Beaches, once. Really? Yeah. Really. The what a the, dog. the driver just hopped, stopped at the the wharf. The dog jumped off mm. and the boat, and the boat kept going. Well, I I, I once saw a uh, razorback pig um, playing <laughs> golf at Penrith Panthers. So I mean, I think that trumps your story. Later. You're right, it
1: does. He'd spent too long on the pokies and he <laughs> just you know, lost his mind. Know your limit. <laughs> so no,
4: Gamble responsibly Gamble. Gamble responsibly
0: Taking your calls We've got Mark in Bankstown Hello Mark
4: Hello boys How are you?
0: Very good indeed Alright You've sent an animal out of context Give us the story
4: well, I was driving Driving to work this morning I pulled up behind a plumber's truck oh, Like about a three or four tonner um, Ball decked out All the gear All the Facebook signs And everything And there was a goat tied up In the back of it
3: <laughs> oh,
1: What? It's a big weekend <laughs> <hand. laughs>
4: <laughs> I have, to say, I have to say, after a long weekend,
0: the drain snake was probably pretty hungry. So oh, maybe that oh, that's, that's not good. You know what that is? That's probably um, returning um, after uh, Mad Monday. So it's, <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's not required. You well, look really, pretty glad mm. to Maybe it's on the way to the roosters. I don't know. <laughs> oh, too much? <laughs> glad you laughed, Mark. Thank you. Don't feel as bad. Uh, got Yolan from Borkham Hills. Hello, Yolan.
3: Hi, how are you?
0: Really good. Great to have you on good. the show. You've seen an yeah. animal out of context. What was it?
3: I have. Uh, well, I'm a midwife and I mm. used to many years ago work at the Royal Women's in uh, Brisbane no. in delivery suite. And so didn't give,
1: somebody didn't give hey, birth to a monkey.
3: Well, several times in Queensland, but you know, oh. that's the break. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so what did you actually see, Holland, before before something really ugly happens? Go. So I was delivering a baby and it was all going normal. Their head um, was crowning. You oh. know how that happens. And so everybody's yeah. looking at the miracle of life. And um, you, the husband was like, what's that? And there's all these sort of bees buzzing around. And um, I'm like, oh, my God, shit. And um, there's a massive bee's nest in the in the corner of the delivery suite. Oh, it was oh attacking it while God. the baby was getting born.
0: God, because <laughs> I, I was just thinking different honey pot. It was oh. God, it's just, no, <laughs> you're know, a bit like oh, it's yeah, just, yeah, what? Just, no, it's so
1: just, wasps or bees? You reckon bees?
3: No, no bees because we got the bee guy to come and get them. You know the right. cat thing guy. It's
0: just yeah. that's a bit awkward for the apiress to come in and then you've just I oh, don't mind her, she's had a baby like, mm. over there in the corner. So, that's the, well, yeah,
1: that's kind of spooky, isn't know. it? Just the baby comes in all of a sudden. It's like, where are those bees coming yeah, from? Exactly.
0: If I, yeah, exactly. If, if I was dad, I'd be looking around for Humphrey. Is Humphrey here? Because if Humphrey's here, <laughs> it's going to be a massive punch up. <laughs> You know, he his honey. Okay, let's get to I Mark think That's in Winnie the Pooh. That's oh, right. whatever, mate. They're all the same. They're bears. Mark in Asheville. Hello, Mark. G'day, mate. How are you going? <laughs> I don't know. I've got no idea. You tell me. <laughs> got no idea how you're going.
3: Um, <laughs> mate, I was on a football field playing a game of football, and there was a dog running around
0: mm.
3: on the field. Now, one of the opposition got knocked out. And while he was on the ground with his head down, and his bum up, the dog decided to dry hump him. No. No. Oh. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it was fantastic.
4: No. <laughs> like every blue moon, and he won't believe it. I think <laughs> they call that
0: the reverse Mitchell Pierce.
5: <laughs> <laughs> That's very oh, good. Fantastic. What do you do? Doesn't
1: make it right. <laughs> that dog got three weeks.
6: Lawrence Mooney, he's risky, has no filter in his head. Liam's hovering his hand over the dump button. Merrick's
0: nervous
3: now.
5: Merrick, <laughs> 104.9 <laughs> Triple
0: M. Nah, too stupid to be nervous, but Liam does have his finger over the dump button. He is concerned. And he should be. Lawrence Mooney with me this afternoon. Loz, uh, earlier in the show, at the start of the uh, four o'clock hour today, we... Uh, Said to people, "Have you seen an animal out of context?" Because there's been a razorback pig floating around mm. Penrith, a proper just reel. hanging out, just hanging out,
1: playing the pokies,
0: yep, and uh, <laughs> just having a quick tap, then going down. Mm. Panthers playing some macro golf, enjoying itself. Now uh, we said, "Have you seen an animal out of context?" Somebody rang in and said that they'd seen a, a goat in the back of a plumber's van. Now we actually just had... this morning, yeah, this morning, just this very morning, mm. and we've got the owner of the goat on the line. It's Evan Immenoi. Hello, Evan. Hey, boys, how are you? It's Evan from Number One Plumbing here. How you going? <laughs>
4: oh, nice plug, Evan.
1: <laughs> now, Evan,
0: Evan, can you tell
1: me, are you a member of a lodge where you have, to be, you have to have a goat to be a member?
4: Of a lodge? No, not a lodge. No, 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 no. She, she, she resides in a house. So Kimmy comes with me every day to work. We go on the back of the truck together. And uh, every job we go to, she just comes to the customs house and mm. loves to eat their grass and destroy their plants, basically.
0: Okay, <laughs> Evan, uh, have you got reasonable eyesight? Because did you mean to get a dog? Because that's normally what you see in the back <laughs> of a ute. No, mate, it's a goat. It's a goat. I know. Kimmy, Kimmy's a goat. She's got little horns on
4: her. She's about two years old. And uh, a few people mistake her for a dog. But, man, I think she's heaps better to keep than a dog. A cat. And why a goat, Evan? Just quickly. Why? God, I don't know. Always been fascinated with goats.
0: <laughs> but what, what about you know? They've got those weird slitty eyes that make them look a bit dicey and make them yeah, look like. Yeah, the...
4: they got rectangular eyes. Yeah, they look a bit
0: funny, but. Yeah. What about like? What if you've had a few cans, Evan? You wake up on the couch and that goat <laughs> eyes is there, just eyeballing you. Just, does it freak <laughs> you yeah, out a bit? What you do? <laughs> Would you do? I don't know. <laughs> Alright, so you, you take the goat on site with you. What, why? Yeah, yeah, so why does the, the goat go on a job with you?
4: So, at the moment, we're, we're working at a new cafe called Labelled in Marriageville, corner of uh, Sydney and Road. Yep. And just uh, mm. stuff out the front here, so, you know, a lot of people walk past and they want to give her a pat. It's, uh, it's good exposure. It's oh, a way to pick up it, the ladies. You
1: know. What's that? It's a way to pick up the ladies. I see what you're doing, oh, Evan. You know what? It
4: definitely is. Ladies lover. You'd be surprised. Gets a lot more attention than any dog I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come, come and get
0: us a and the Maritful, give her a pat. Yeah, mate. Oh, mate I'm, I'm very familiar with Marryfield. Uh, I'm <laughs> also familiar with a lot of uh, the Greeks who live in Marryfield who love yeah. to put a bit a of goat of on a spit. So if I were you, I wouldn't let her go walk about for too long. <laughs> Cause she will be, she'll have, yeah, she'll have a metal rod straight up her and oh, straight wow. over a hot coal. <laughs> That's what happens, spit rush I love Christmas spit. She'll be on the spit. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be wrapped up in bread with some tzatziki on it by Friday. Have, uh, lemon and salt, delicious. Mate, stop oh. talking about marinating your own pets, have you, psycho? <laughs> Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor.
7: Adam McDougall is the health hacker. Health hacking is simply hacking into the tools, tricks and routines of the healthiest, happiest and most successful people in the world and applying these little tricks and routines into your own life. I'm a health hacker because I've been a professional athlete for 20 years but I've also combined my experience as an athlete with my university studies from economics to nutrition and sports science with the practical application that I achieved as an athlete to help people hack into their health. In each episode, I'm going to share with you the tools, tricks and routines of the healthiest, happiest and most successful people in the world. You can hack into your own health and live a happier and healthier life. The Health Hacker with Adam McDougall. Listen now at podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast
6: One app
0: great to have you back loss great to be back isn't it
1: it's very nice to be back um there was a bit of controversy surrounding Macklemore's rap at the nrl grand final on mm. sunday night but i thought it was a good message yep. sending out there yep and uh and then M- malcolm turnbull confronted with that question on uh, friday on the project he actually broke into a bit of rap he just freestyled yeah yeah
0: it's um <laughs> it's not something i expected nor mm. was it a good idea
1: um, <laughs> nobody ever wants that again But uh, it turns out that uh, Malcolm's a lot more street and a lot more hip-hop mm. than we knew And we've got direct access to his voicemail So let's have a listen It's the Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull speaking. As you know, I was rapping on the project with Waleed, but I've always been a tremendous fan of hip-hop. Right back to the East-West rivalry and the death of Tupac and B.I.G. Biggie Smalls represent. Snoop Dogg and Puff Daddy are people I've always identified with quite strongly. Remember, I decided to turn the election campaign last year into a rap battle, so let's throw down. I'm Malcolm Turnbull. I'm your sort of guy. Vote for me, and the limit is the sky. I like Kafka foie gras and San Sangiovese. Don't vote, Labour. They'll reward the lazy. And this is a new verse. I'm svelte, I'm brown, I'm a man about tan. And if you come for me, I'll take you down to the C, to the F, to the M A U. if you're union mother I'm coming for you. Throw down and leave a message. <laughs> Turnbull, you're a punch, you got jelly for a neck. I'd love to smash you, but what the heck? With no back and no spine, it's hard to interpret. Yeah, yeah, Turnbull, you're an invertebrate. You could stand, join be one of us, or I could give you a shot, put you under a bus. My drop out, it's Lazarus! <laughs>
6: Hello, Mr. Trimble, it's Jackie here. Wanting to send a message, wanting something clear. Something's wrong and very unfair. People down in Tassie not getting their share. Working hard, toiling, copping a blood blister. Sick of being told, your wife's your sister. Whole meal, grown even pumping a nickel. We're interbred, not interbred, full of dread. Like Ned, better off dead. I've had a gutful. I'm going to the woodshed. It's Jackie. I squeal, I giggle, I grizzle and groan Just play me a show tune to hear me moan I'm Christopher Pine, Minister for Defence Manufacture When I'm excited, my voice begins to fracture People say things, I can take the blows, throw sticks and stones Well, f***ing motherf***er Come on, the crows. <laughs> Hello, Malcolm. It's me, Rudy, the Manicville clock. Yo, I'm the plumber that can clear your bog. But working for me, it's just for the money. I like to be at home making some honey. When I'm at work, I'm watching that clock because I want to be with matter. Chocka block It's Rudy. See you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lawrence Moody. It's been it's a pleasure. A pleasure. <laughs> I'll see you later in the week, mate. All right. Well, sadly, another day, another shooting in America. It's become all too commonplace. And with the concerns wrapped around terrorism and being attacked by people offshore, it seems to be the biggest danger is their own citizens. Often, let's face it, non-Muslim white citizens seem to be behind the gun a lot of the times, and that's the case this time. There's been a shooting by a man called Stephen Paddock, 64-year-old retired accountant uh, who displayed nothing dysfunctional as a person in the lead-up to the events that happened in Las Vegas. Uh, where 59 people have been shot dead. Further, 527 people are hurt as a result. If you don't know, he went into one of the nearby hotels there, the Mandalay Bay, which is a resort and casino, where he got uh, a line of fire with 19 rifles or firearms, uh, smashed at the windows and set upon a crowd across the street, firing indiscriminately into the crowd, killing 59 people. There's no doubt that... With 19 firearms, he's in a better position to have that sort of carnage than if, like in Australia, we just don't have access to that many firearms. And it is slowly seeming as though there's a momentum, certainly in the media in America, where people starting to say, OK, have we got to the point now where enough people die in these mass shootings, this one being the largest ever massacre of its sort ever in America? I mean, they're beating their own ridiculous records now. Fifty-nine people shot dead. And a lot of the commentators in America are getting to the point where they're exacerbated. This I've got some audio here. This is Jimmy Kimmel and you might know him as a tonight show host in America. He's from Las Vegas and he is, you can hear him audibly breaking up as he talks about the events on his own program.
5: It's the kind of thing that it, it makes you want to throw up or, or give up. It's too much to even process all these devastated families who now have to live with this pain forever because one person with a violent and insane voice in his head managed to stockpile a, connection of, a collection of high-powered rifles and use them to shoot people. Um, the guy was an accountant. He had no criminal record. His brother, who lives in Florida, seems t- totally shocked, genuinely dumbfounded. He said he saw no sign of any of this. The owner of the store that sold the killer some of the rifles said... He passed the government-mandated background check when he was in the store. He wasn't on any watch list. Didn't seem to have been a religious or political extremist. Came out of nowhere. And uh, because of that, because there weren't any of the usual signs, uh, you know, I've been reading comments from people who say this is terrible, but there's nothing we can do about it. But I disagree with that uh, intensely because, of course, there's something we can do about it. There are a lot of things we can do about it. But we don't, which is interesting because when someone with a... Uh, beard attacks us, we tap phones, we invoke travel bans, we build walls, we take every possible precaution to make sure it doesn't happen again. But when an American buys a gun and kills other Americans, then there's nothing we can do about that.
0: Mm, he does raise a good point there. That's Jimmy Kimmel on his Tonight uh, Show, on his program there. You can hear him audibly breaking up. It's his hometown. But, you know, no matter where you are in the world, when you hear the 59 people have been shot indiscriminately, it is just there's clearly a problem got some audio now now to our understanding this hasn't been played on air anywhere on radio certainly not in australia this is the audio from the police dispatch so basically from the internal communications of the police who stormed the mandalay bay in the lead up to charging this uh, room where the, the man was subsequently shot and killed stephen paddock uh just before uh he was stormed this is the audio it's on the suspect's door.
6: I need everybody in that hallway to be aware of it and get back. We need to pop this and see if we get any type
3: of response from this guy. To See if he's in here or if he's actually moved out somewhere else. Copy. All units on the thirty-second floor. Squad has explosive breach. Everyone in the hallway needs to move back. All units move back. Breach, breach, breach. Way, we are clearing this road. We have one suspect found.
0: You heard that when they were breaching, they are using explosives to enter the room, and then subsequently the uh, suspect, Stephen Paddock, was shot dead. It's incredible that America seems to be so defiantly in support of what is killing so many of their own people when they're fearful, as I say, of people from other countries or people invading their own country and uh, and, and enacting terror upon them, when the reality is they're shooting themselves it's tragic it's sad and hopefully they'll be like us they'll be like australia and they will change the way they think about it very shortly we're going to hear from former prime minister john howard and his thoughts about gun control but there's a little tribute that triple m has made uh, for the victims of las vegas for this most recent massacre
6: here we go again More gun violence in America.
3: And I looked over to, where this girl had been standing right beside me.
6: With another mass shooting.
3: She had fallen. She's wearing like a little crop top and, you know, blue jean shorts and cowboy boots.
6: This time killing 50 plus in Las Vegas. It was an act of pure evil.
1: Real surreal actually, you know, everybody's having a good time.
5: An active shooter situation on the Las Vegas Strip.
1: More than 50 right now are dead after a gunman opened fire.
6: The world watches on in disbelief, as time and time again, we go through the same thing.
5: My buddy's like, I just got hit. Across got the hit. street, that is how far the gunfire was shot. Got hit three
3: times, and then people started diving for the ground. You could hear the shots going back and forth and ricocheting. That's a machine gun.
0: Multiple agencies have responded. We finally got an ambulance. Uh, got basically the one guy ended up
5: dying in my arms. In my arms. And the question remains, Why? why?
0: To all the people in
6: America that believe there's a problem with gun control and something needs to be done. My fellow Americans. Our hearts are with you.
7: We are joined together today in sadness. One is all around, I'm growing tired of fighting. I've been dreamed and I
6: can't hide it. Hearts with Vegas.
0: Sad news, of course, everyone know by by now, the uh, horrific shooting in Las Vegas. 59 people have been killed, hundreds injured as a result of a lone gunman with a cache of weapons, 19 firearms at least in the hotel room with him, another 20 odd uh, at a property that he owned. Uh, The man who has been subsequently killed by authorities in America uh, didn't seem to possess any hallmarks of a psychopath or anybody with any kind of criminal or mental history uh, and he's acted as a lone gunman, which makes you, th- it does lend a lot of weight to the gun debate again, particularly in America, where it, sadly it's become a consistency now, where people go out, acquire firearms and take other people's lives. Now in Australia, obviously we've uh, got very strict gun laws as a result of our leadership by John Howard many, many years ago. And it makes you think with the comparisons now, what is... America thinking, what is the temperature there now, and the pressure on Donald, Donald Trump now as a leader to come to the fore, when he's always been supportive of guns, how is he going to react now to such the, the country's biggest massacre of all time? How is he going to react to it? Now, last uh, year, I think it was, I spoke to our former Prime Minister, John Howard, about gun control. In fact, this is actually part of a, a documentary, um, subject of a documentary that we made here for Triple M, which is actually nominated for a commercial radio award this year. And I spoke to him about how his reaction was to the Port Arthur massacre, which was the event that changed our nation.
7: And when something like that happened Hugh, you, I'd only been Prime Minister for six weeks, but I immediately started thinking to myself, uh, this is a greater tragedy involving the use of guns than we've ever had before. Therefore, the country will expect their Prime Minister, particularly a newly elected one with a very big majority, to do something about it. And I started thinking immediately about what could be done. I, as I mentioned, had a discussion, however briefly, with the Tasmania Premier. I knew that the immediate authority for banning the sale or possession of Guns lay with state governments. Mm. All the federal government could do in its own right under the law was to prevent the importation of guns. But I also knew that with something as big as this, no matter what the strict constitutional division of power might be, the Prime Minister, particularly a newly elected one, had an enormous amount of uh, moral, political and other authority to do things.
0: With Prime Minister John Howard and now obviously with President Donald Trump, even if you want to ban guns, the hardest thing for a president to do would be to the most difficult proposition is to convince the objectors and the advocates of gun ownership in America that handing in guns is a good idea. And it was obviously something that John Howard faced himself. The great majority of the public around Australia wanted to do something. They
7: really did. But... There were sections of the community, particularly in rural mm. and remote areas, in the bush, farmers and the like, mm. as well as people who like guns. There are some people who enjoy recreational recreational shooting. They like using guns, and there's nothing wrong with that, providing it's done safely and carefully and within the law. Mm. People are entitled to, uh, in a free country to like firing guns. It's not something that's ever appealed to me, but... Why should the government come along and take them away yep. because of the behaviour of a madman? Now, what we ended up doing caused enormous resentment amongst a small but vocal and significant section of the population who felt aggrieved. But it was something that, as time went by, I was convinced had to be done. And I was very determined to do something about it. I felt that if I didn't do something about it, the public would rightly say, well, this bloke doesn't have the ticker for difficult
0: decisions mm. and in this, in part of the creation of the documentary I made about uh, Port Arthur and the uh, anniversary of that horrific event, I spoke to a survivor a guy called Angus Rayner and he survived Port Arthur, his story is just incredible, he now lives in the US and I asked him at the time about his opinions on American gun laws
7: Where I'm living in Baltimore, they have one shooting and death a day I think it was last year they topped 350 so it's pretty common let alone the mass shootings uh, they have which are pretty crazy I don't know if they're ever going to change over here um, You know, half the people I speak to think that their gun laws are stupid and they just want them the same as Australia now and half the people you know, think it's still their right to bear arms uh, there's a lot of, uh, because the military so big over here, a lot of people have sort of spent time in the services so um, Uh, I I have to be a bit careful. So, uh, with dancing around it uh,
3: and, and not calling them all rednecks.
0: We're expected to take so much from America and learn so much from them, but maybe at this point they could learn something from us. Here comes the money! Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary, here's a word from our sponsor.
6: The following is an official announcement from the Australian government. Over the past few years, thought crime has reached record levels. Subversion is rife. Our enemies are everywhere. Trust
0: no one.
6: Luckily, there is an answer. Peter
0: Dutton. No,
6: not Peter Dutton. Thank God. Introducing a new series on Podcast One that interrogates the real threats to Australia, like John Safran, Rob Sitch, and children's author Andy Griffiths. Oh, God, I love those Treehouse books. Who Will Survive? Who will fail? Introducing Extreme Vetting with The Chaser. The Chaser. The only show with the power of life and death over its guests.
0: Listen at podcastone.com.au or via the Podcast One app. Bit of a change of gear now. It's been a pretty grim day in some of the news. But there is a bit of local news going on. A City of Sydney Council has called uh, in representatives from Uber Eats, Deliveroo, Foodora and Domino's and they've received 10 official complaints about rider behaviour. Well, if you've got oh. 10 complaints, I mean, you should have a moratorium.
2: If they've received 10 official complaints, they've they've ignored the other 1,500 they've received.
0: Yeah, exactly. Look, you know what? Don't give them five stars, City Council. That's what you do. <laughs> Just don't give them five stars. Don't rate them. Ten official complaints, and so as a result, these are the delivery guys, you know, who, as we all know, are just on millions of dollars getting around on a bicycle well, I've uh, unf- delivering pizzas. And
2: as you probably noticed, I've unfortunately got a big
0: blue backpack that I you carry have. around sometimes. And you do look like a deliverer. everyone
2: thinks I'm working for deliverer
0: on the side. You do, you do. I reckon you are, and I wouldn't blame you. It's Triple M, <laughs> We all have to have second jobs. <laughs> I do real estate auctions on weekends. You F- I just put on a rubber mask. No one knows it's me. <laughs> That guy doesn't look like I mean, sure he looks like Ray White But he sounds like Merrick Watts Who knows, who can say Uh, Interesting thing is uh, these bikes that are getting around Like, you know, transport in general Around councils now mm. You see in the city, if you don't live you know, in the city Or work in the city, then you might not see them as much But at the moment, where we are Around uh, studios here at Triple M It's just like a million bikes everywhere mm. Yellow yellow ones, red ones Basically what you do is you, you ride them Then when you're done with them Dump them and run. Dump it's, them it's, and run. This is like what we used to do in nightclubs in the 90s. <laughs> dump with it. Dump it. Do a runner. That, hold my ouzo. Do a runner. That's ouzo. Oh, <laughs> was a very big drink in the yeah, 90s. Yeah, no, lane. yeah. You, you just imagine.
2: summed up the 90s for me beautifully. So you ran home and had some hold apricot chicken.
0: Why are you drinking ouzo? <laughs> I don't know. I've got sun-dried tomatoes to eat. I Mom's, don't know. Mum was, was making Canton at home, so <laughs> yeah. I need to... <laughs> It's chicken tonight, Liam. <laughs> it's the 90s have move on. Sorry. Anyway, I digress. The interesting thing is that these bikes, these yellow, what are they called? O-bikes and red bikes? Mm. They have exploded. And of course, that affects Merrickville Council.
2: I once saw him talking to the photocopier.
6: That's
4: nothing. I heard him ask the
6: Nespresso machine if it knew George Clooney.
2: Oh, he really is an idiot.
6: Careful, he'll be here in
4: one second.
0: What the shit? Who parked that yellow bike there?
4: I did, sorry.
0: Why is it on the other side of the door where someone can walk straight into it?
4: It's an O-bike, so when you're done, you just dump it wherever.
0: What? Whose bike is it?
2: No one's. You just scan the code and ride, and when you reach your destination, you leave it until someone else wants to use it.
0: But what if no one else wants to use it? Well, therein lies the problem. These things are bloody everywhere. They're like mechanical litter. How do you get rid of them? I threw one in front of a moving bus. I I wouldn't tell people that. Actually, residents have been
2: complaining about the bikes taking up space.
0: Damn right. Plus, look at them. (laughs) They're totally a girl's bike. They're unisex. Yeah, and I'm cool with that. I voted yes in the plebiscite. Unisex does not mean gay. Doesn't it? Oh, that means I've said no to a lot of hairdressers unnecessarily. Anyway, I read somewhere that China had a similar problem. Oh, yeah? What did they do? They chucked them in
2: front of buses. Told you. We cannot do that. We need to make them someone else's problem. Bus drivers. What is it with you and buses? No, we simply collect them and dump them in another council.
0: I guess the question is, which one? What's the one with all the horny housewives? Mossman. Why there? I hear that the mums there love to ride.
2: Okay, I think we'll just stop it there.
0: Merrick Phil here on Triple M, and I'm joined from our news desk by Siobhan Caulfield with the latest headlines. What's going on, Siobhan?
7: Yep. Now, there's renewed calls for a congestion tax here in Sydney, which proponents say would ease traffic woes, which are costing us billions every year. According to the Grattan Institute report, which is calling it a charge, not a
0: tax, <laughs>
7: <laughs> anyone who's willing to pay to use a road at peak hour would get a quicker and more reliable trip.
0: Yeah, but that's, that's the th- once again, you know what that does is class division. So what that says is, oh, if you've got enough money, then you can you can use a road at a certain time. Whereas everybody, regardless, has had to pay the same taxes. Their taxes have gone in equally, and they have paid for those, ro- for those roads, and they have the right to use those roads whenever they choose to use them because they have paid for them. So what that does is that penalises people in lower yeah. socioeconomic brackets and allows rich people to drive whenever they like, however they like. And as I said, the roads have been paid for by everyone. Everyone should be entitled to use it. I'm I'm against the congestion and tax. And do you get your money it's back elitism.
2: and do you get your money back if the roads are crowded? So well, if that's... you pay the congestion tax well, and you don't get an uncrowded easy ride into wherever you're going, do you get your money back?
7: No, not directly, but the money raised is supposedly gonna be put back into you know, if this goes ahead, um put back into public transport and discounts on car Yeah, regos. But they
0: said that about fuel excise. <laughs>
7: That's, that's, that's
2: exactly that's what I said. That's a fairly about ambiguous examples. statement that's pretty easy to not hold them to. Isn't yeah, it?
0: Just going, oh, we're going to put it back into some stuff. Oh, well, if you're going to put it back into some stuff, oh, I'm going uh, to. People, gonna... people know how much I blow up <laughs> over roads in this city. I do because again, this is again, this is the they people. Dry. No, but they're penalising people who have already copping it hard enough. You don't need any more taxes. You don't need any more tariffs, tolls. Do whatever you call it, whatever you like. At the end of the day, it's saying to people in the western suburbs of Sydney, you have to pay. Well, they don't pay enough. It's ridiculous. One triple three five three. I want to open up the phones and you can get as irate as you like, or you can disagree with me and say, no, it should be a reason. If you've got a reason why we should have a congestion tax, tax, let's call it a tax, uh, then tell me. And if you think it's ridiculous, you can tell me whatever your thoughts You're just are. Just going to stay you- away from the CBD as a result. Well, that's the thing. That's what it says. It says to people who live in the western suburbs, if you would like to access your city, you have to pay. Whereas if people, if you live in Glebe, you can go into the city. Mm. Why is that? Well, oh, because you just live a little bit closer. So you that's okay. You're not congesting it. Well, hang on a second. Maybe if the government stopped allowing multitudes of high-rise complexes, maybe that's the congestion. <laughs> Been out towards the airport, seen all those... That, the apartments that have just sprung up out of nowhere with no infrastructure mm. to support them maybe that's the problem maybe i've done, gone Jamal. on too long maybe this break done? maybe this break naturally wound up about 2 minutes ago <laughs> and i've forgotten to stop talking One triple three five three, sydney you tell me should we have a congestion tax something's happened uh, that involves sydney road so naturally i've gone completely off the handle absolutely mm. sydney you can rely on that there is a uh, proposition put forward That Sydney introduced a CBD congestion tax, meaning if you bring your vehicle into the city limits, you will have to pay a, um, let's call it a tax. Let's call it what it is. It's a tax. It's a tax or a toll or a tariff. Anything that begins with T is for tools and they want (laughs) you to pay to use your own city. Now, I think that is... Discriminatory. I think what that does is that says to people on low incomes, you're not valued in your own city. Yeah. And what it says is, oh, you're rich and you live in another suburb and you'd like to come into the city. Well, that's easy. We'll facilitate that for you. And, you, yeah, you lower congestion, but what you do is you bring in elitism. But if, And if
2: it's a revenue-generating exercise to improve the, uh, what are they saying, the public transport system, which, you know, fair argument, why can't, you know, some of the towns out west apply a similar charge to enter that area so they can have a sure. bit more money to spend on things in... In Which, their council area. Because people from Mossman don't go to Penrith? Is well, that right? Well, <laughs> I mean, unless they're massive Panthers fans. <laughs> no,
0: yeah. In Mossman? They're not even sports fans.
2: Well, I mean, let's put a, let's no, put a, let's put a congestion charge around Homebush. Yeah. So whenever you visit yeah, yeah. there for the V8s
0: or for yeah, any yeah. sort of football. Well, see, then again, you're penalising the wrong people. Yeah. It's, I don't know why I'm encouraging more taxes. <laughs> let's get your thoughts on it. I think the idea of reducing congestion in the city is a great idea. But maybe it's like a, you know, the plates, old school plate system, they used to do with fuel. Whereas if your plate ends with an even number, you can go in certain days. Odd numbers, other days, right? So that means that you can come in, you've got the opportunity, and that allows everybody, particularly people in the Greater West, mm. to access their city with a little bit of planning. They can do it. And if you come in on one of those days where you're not doing it, then maybe you get a toll. And maybe you could take the $8 million we're spending on that Why? cloud arch. Why am I always solving the problems of this city?
2: Maybe we could take the $8 million we're spending on the cloud arch and put it How? towards the
0: uh, public transport. How do I not have a cushy office on Macquarie Street? This is ridiculous. Jason in Liverpool. Hello, mate. How are you, Mayor? Is all right? Yeah, very good. What are your thoughts about a congestion tax? I'm clearly not for it.
4: Well, mate, first and foremost, I think you should run for Lord
2: Mayor.
0: <laughs> oh, <well>. Jason, <laughs> just be very careful what you ask for, no, mate. That's, that's
3: one and a half <laughs> oh, of us. I know.
4: Oh, I know. But it, look, I agree with you, Meza, And I think if there is a congestion tax, it should be on two fundamental groups, Lord Mayor's and town
0: planners. <laughs> Bang. There you go. Absolutely. That's a great Well, idea. Here's, the, here's the thing. Because... Clover Moore, oh, she doesn't pay any tax to come to the city. She lives in the city and she doesn't drive a car. So what does she care? It's two, two reasons she doesn't care. She just drives a tram to work.
4: Exactly. But, I mean, somebody's got to house the limo that she travels in.
0: Yeah, mate, as somebody who lives in Liverpool, how often would you come into the CBD? Every day. Every day.
4: I, I, I work in Alexandria. I yeah. don't drive for the simple fact that, if I jump on the M5 in the morning and I leave home five minutes later than I should,
0: yep, you go on. it
4: takes me an hour and 20 minutes to get to Alexandria from Liverpool.
0: Yeah. Now, see, so that's where your work is, Jason. A lot of people don't have a choice about where they work, and they do have a choice in where they live to a degree, but people don't necessarily have a choice in where they work. You've got to get the work where it is. So, you know, a congestion tax is going to... its just, That's on top of the tolls. Hey, Jay, speaking
2: Speaking of the M5 northbound, uh, there's a lane closed at Henry Lawson Drive on ramp due to serious accidents. So yeah. uh, roughly seven cars involved. So enjoy that one.
4: Uh, well, I'm on Canterbury Road, so
7: I'm happy.
0: No oh, mate. All right. Just spend some more time in the car listening to the show. This will make you feel, it makes everybody feel more relaxed. Matt in Abbotsbury. Hello, mate. Hey, mate. How you going? Good. What do you think about a congestion tax oh. in the CBD?
4: It's an absolute joke. Oh, I can't believe it. I spend nearly 50 bucks a day every day going to and from the city because I'm a builder. Yep. I, if they can build me a train that delivers my tools to site every day, oh, I'll be cheering. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be absolutely cheering. See, that's I'll, the I'll thing. I've got to my Hilux around, got yep. to get my tools from home all the way out to site every day. I don't see them doing it. They you know, can't carry that in a briefcase.
0: No, you know why, Matt? Because the the with politicians, a lot of politicians and a lot of planners are so out of touch with the proletariat, out of touch with the working class people oh. of Sydney, that they don't understand that people have utes, they have to access tools, they have to take things around, they've got to They've got a delivery van. They've got businesses that aren't yeah. them just driving a shiny new car to an office. Not everyone just drives a shiny new car to an office. Having said that, I'm one of those people who drives a shiny mm, new, so new car to that.
4: an office. No, <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. I'd absolutely love to. Oh, it's great, in mate. I'm not going to lie. It's awesome.
2: And Mez is also a massive tool, mate. Yeah, so so yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. yeah
0: i Exactly. I transport like to one tool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Matty, do what I do. Transport one tool in your car and put it behind the wheel. <laughs> And some interesting news on the weekend. I can't talk too much about it because it's in front of the courts, but apparently uh, two groups dressed in cosplay. Now, cosplay is also known as a costume that you wear when you're a nerd and you go out in public and you pretend to be in Game of Thrones or in some sort of, you know, superhero, hmm. Comic-Con kind of caper. Uh, anyway, they clashed. Two groups clashed in the CBD. I can't get confirmation, but I believe it was DC and Marvel. (laughs) Um, Two groups of... characters of Street Fighter uh, and Mortal Kombat. Yeah.
2: Finally had it out.
0: I'm pretty sure that they were overweight single men in their 40s have clashed in the CBD after dressing up in cosplay. Um, Unfortunately, two people were taken to hospital after one of them was knocked unconscious. As I said, we can't actually talk about it. It was in King Street. No. We can't talk about it because it's in front of the court. Yeah,
2: but, so, Mez, I've I've prepared something instead.
0: (laughs) Super. Oh, that's pissed weak. Is <laughs> that what we've got to? First day back, and you come back. Oh, look, it's garbage. not my best. <laughs> Jeez, you had a long weekend, you came up with that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jesus, that was almost oh. as d- disappointing as the grand final. <laughs> uh,
2: but what I prepared for you is a superhero quiz mess.
0: Oh, you know my strengths.
2: I know. Yeah, you love your Here superheroes. All, right, All right. right. So, first question. Yeah. Name the colours and names of the four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Colours and names.
0: Yep. Orange is yeah. Oh, I have to name them. Yeah, you give me the colour oh, and their name. Michelangelo is orange, correct? One red is Donatello. Oh, f-
2: red is Raphael.
0: Raphael. Blues Donatello. Ah. Oh, f- Blues Leonardo. Leonardo. Greens Donatello. <laughs>
2: They're all brown. Brown. No,
0: brown. One of them loves brown. One
2: of them's got a statistically. Okay, next question. Name one of Wonder Woman's main
0: weapons. Boobs. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. But they are. Weapons of mass destruction. Those things. Okay. No, what uh, I was no, asking was, is... oh, she's got a whip. That's so no, much more tasteful. She, no, she's, yeah, she's, she's got a lasso She's a lasso. Of same truth. thing. Sorry. Yep, she's also got <laughs> invisible. <play. I'm laughs> and sorry. she's got. But when I was tied up in cosplay, I'm pretty sure <laughs> it was a whip lamb. Used <laughs> Did she use the bracelets oh, of submission as well? Oh, yeah, that's right, think, the yeah. bracelets of okay. lie down. Next question. This is going to hurt.
2: Yep. Okay, I'm going to play you the start of a uh, superhero theme song. Yeah, do and it. You've got to tell me what superhero it is
0: Batman. Man. That's Batman. That's obvious. That's from the 60s, that one. Very good. Ping that, yeah. And also to the fact that it's got Batman in the title as a giveaway. <laughs> Hold on, where can you say that? When he said Batman. Oh,
2: no, that was the reveal. Okay, yeah, next I one. Here we that. go.
0: Superman. Correct. Yeah, well done, easy. okay. You're on the board yeah. twice. Good. Okay. Some points. Name three actors to have portrayed Batman. Adam West, uh, Michael Keaton, and Val Kilmer. Well done. Val Kilmer went for the
2: obscure one. Well done. Yeah. yeah.
0: He got fat after that, didn't he? He got so fat. Got so fat. He could have been the penguin after that. All right,
2: that. and last one. Here we go. According to comic book legend Stan Lee, who would win a fight between Thor
0: and the Hulk? Seen Ragnarok, but I know they have a fight. I reckon Hulk, Hulk, Hulk win. Stan
2: Lee says Thor. Thor would win because because uh, he's on the hammer. So he
0: just he occasionally just nods off because he's on the he's, hammer. He's, he's just, a he's a, just, a god,
2: and oh uh, that's right, he's a god. Hulk
0: is a mortal. Okay, all right. So how'd it go? Oh, I think you passed. Yeah, I don't think we need to do that quiz again.
6: <laughs> Thank you for visiting Merrickville and be a Merrickvillian.
0: Uh Merrick
6: Villite. Merrick
0: Villeman?
6: Join us on
5: Facebook or Twitter at Merrickville FM 104.9 Triple M.